Hello, and welcome to the season finale of The Catholic Spectrum. This week's episode is a review of the new Pixar movie, Luca. And I will you a preview possible topic for season 3. Okay, so, I was a little, I was thinking that I wouldn't be able to watch Luca. I wasn't intending for this to be a Disney month, but it just happened to work out that way. So, I found out Luca was available for free, so I decided to give it a watch. So, here's what the general premise is, and then I'm going to give you guys a five-second warning, because I'm going to get into spoilers. Luca is set in Italy, and it concerns a boy named Luca, who comes from a race of, I'm going to call them merpeople, because I don't know what else to call them. I'm guessing that's what you call them, but they aren't like the Little Mermaid. These merpeople, once they get on land, they shed their scales and flippers, and they become humans. They can pass as ordinary human beings to use a term that is used by the LGBTQ community. Or you can just say masking if you want to use the autistic term. Anyway, and when he gets... And I think he's supposed to be a shepherd because he's herding around some... I guess they're called sheep fish. The reason I keep saying I guess is I've never heard of sheep fish, but... That's what these fish kind of reminded me of. They were going around and they were bleeding like, and they were making boss sounds like sheep do. By the way, I should point out something about the animation style. The animation style looks a little bit like Ardman Studios animation. If you're not familiar with your different animation studios, Ardman Studios made the Wallace and Gromit movies. Um, I personally was not put off by this. I was just surprised that this was the style that they were going with. Um, I happen to like the Wallace and Gromit movies. The Wrong Trousers is an example of that. And I thought that was... The mouth flaps are very much like the Ardman Studios style of mouth movement. So, just want to give you guys a heads up for that. If you're not used to the, if you're not familiar with that particular style, I personally had no problem. So, let's head into spoiler territory. So, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, here is your spoiler. Here's the, from this moment on, we are heading into spoiler territory. So, Luca gets out onto the land because he's been curious about land. And that's where he meets another mer person just like him named Alberto. Alberto has a dream to be a Vespa rider. Vespas are um, like a scooter, a motorized scooter. So he and Luca make their own. And at the beginning of the... At the start of this premise, Luca keeps sneaking off and his parents don't know about it, but they, but they know something's going on. They eventually find out. 
And that's when the premise starts. Um, I mean, that's when the second act starts. And our heroes sneak out to the village and they meet a girl named Giuseppe. Giuseppe is another, I mean, is someone else who has a Vespa of her own. She didn't make it, I don't think. Uh, it doesn't say whether or not she made it or not. And they also meet the town bully, a boy named Enrico. And we also get our first lesson for Alberto and Luca. Don't say to anyone, El Stupido, because that's an insult. And we also meet uh, Giuseppe's father. We're going to stick a pin in that because I want to talk about that and the pros and cons of the movie. And um, that's where our movie starts to get good. Um, and eventually, Luca's parents do find out what's going on. And they also decide to make their way to land because they want to catch Luca and drag him home. And because Luca looks just like any other ordinary kid, this gets kind of funny because they actually go around dunking every kid they can find <laughs> to find out, I mean, to see if it's their kid or not. <laughs> it was actually a pretty funny sequence. And then the third act comes along, and that's when the cons and pros come into effect. So I'm going to go ahead and give you guys another transition here, and that will give you guys my next topic, the pros and cons of the movie. If you guys heard some tapping back there, I'm sorry. I forgot which button I'm supposed to press to uh, end my segment there. I forgot I'm supposed to press the X at the top of the screen, so I apologize for that. Anyway, so now let's get into the pros and cons of the movie. First, the pros. Let's talk about Giuseppe's father. Giuseppe's father has only one arm, and when I saw that, I was like, Okay, how long are we going to have to sit here and wait for a description for for an explanation for why he has only one arm? Turns out we get a joke first. And then he tells everyone, well, I was just born that way. And that's it. This is a pro for me because Giuseppe's father has a good life. We don't get anything about, oh, he's so miserable. No, he's adjusted. He fishes with one hand. He prepares the fish with one hand. He serves food to his daughter with one hand. It's just as if he's always known how to do things one-handed. I thought that was pretty neat. That we actually have a positive representation of disabled people. Of handicapped people, if you want to use that term instead. I thought that was great. Because normally, when we have a disabled person in a story, we get a little description of, oh, that person is so miserable. No, this person was not miserable at all. I thought that was pretty good. Another pro I have is just a little fun fact. Um, 
there, there's a character named, I mean, the, the, the town's name of Porto Rosso, that's actually a reference to a Hayao Miyazaki movie, Porco Rosso. Now, as y'all know, I do have a segment, I do have a episode type that I like to do here called anime series you must see before you die, animation you must see before you die. And, um, I'm not sure if I want to plan on doing an episode about Porco Rosso. Not because it's a bad movie. Oh, no, far from it. It's just I don't like it as much as I like, say, Castle in the Sky or Nazca in the Valley of the Wind or Kiki's Livery Service. To me, Porco Rosso is more a movie that you should watch once you get more acclimated to what Studio Ghibli has to offer. So once you've seen movies like Kiki's Liver Service or Spirited Away or Princess Mononoke or Kiki's or um, Castle in the Sky, that's when you see movies like Porco Rosso. Once you've gotten used to what kind of movies Hayao Miyazaki normally makes. It's, it's not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. At least not in my opinion. The voice casting for it's pretty good. But... Maybe I'll save that for a special episode for people who've already seen enough Miyazaki movies to know what they like. Um, now to get into the cons for the movie. First of all, this is kind of a nitpick. The, trans the subtitles for the movie needed a little work. Because this movie is set in Italy... And, of course, that means that some of the characters will, norm will slip into the, their Italian. And I have a problem. I'm someone who doesn't know any Italian. So, I mean, I could figure out what some of the words they were saying meant. But there were, some, there were times when they would say a whole sentence in Italian and the subtitles would just say, speaking Italian. And I'm like, um, I'd like to know what they're saying, please. But since I could figure out a lot of times what the, from, the, from everyone's reactions, I'm just going to put this in a nitpick. But if you're someone who, like me, does not know Italy, Italian, but um, this might be a little bit of a deal breaker for you. Like I said, it doesn't happen a lot, but it was noticeable. Um, another con happens in the third act. In the third act, Alberto gets a little frustrated with Luca because he knows the truth that sooner or later, these people are going to find out that they're not human. And these people do not like the Mer people. They call them monsters and they go around hunting them. So he doesn't want Luca to get too close to Giuseppe. Not because he's jealous or anything, but and not because he wants Giuseppe. No, he wants to protect him. So he reveals the secret. And he and I felt like he was being kind of a jerk about it, but now that I look back on it, I realized that no, this was Alberto trying to protect his friend. And and he was basically saying, "Look, they're not going to accept us, so don't try." And then we find out Surprise, Giuseppe doesn't care. 
So it makes so uh, it makes Alberto kind of a jerk, but I can kind of understand that. I can put myself in his er uh, flippers. <laughs> I can't say in his shoes. <laughs> well, I guess they. Well, I guess I can since they did wear shoes when they made it on land, so they could pass for humans. So, all in all, I really enjoyed this movie. Now, I've heard online that this could be a tale for an LGBTQ relationship. I say yes, I guess it could be that. But it could also be a tale for anyone who is considered an outcast. So, that's the main reason I enjoyed this movie. I like stories about outcasts. One of my... I mean, the main reason I enjoy the X-Men is because all the members of the X-Men are outcasts. They're set apart because they have powers and everyone else doesn't. And they're shunned for it. They're scorned for it. They're feared for it. And same goes for the Mer people. I'm not saying that these are... I mean, I'm not saying that this is like the X-Men because there's no villains to fight unless you count Enrico, who's really more of a bully than anything else. Oh, good. Phew. Sorry, folks. Technical difficulties there. Live, everybody. I thought my recording was giving out. Anyway, so, yeah, those are my pros and cons. Like I said, the animation might be a little off-putting. I didn't mind it, but that's why I didn't put that in the pros and cons. And, yeah, this movie is actually... About two hours long, I'm going to say about an hour and 40 minutes or so. I think maybe about eight minutes were spent on the credits. By the way, a little credits gag for you. At the end of the credits, there's a little thing that says, Made with made while we were in our slippers in our homes. So this is their little pandemic. So this is Pixar's pandemic gift to us. And yeah, thank you, Pixar. That was a very nice gift. So, up next, some topic ideas I have for Season 3, and then we'll close out. Okay, so, this has been, this is the season finale for Season 2. So, for Season, so Season 3 starts next month. And, um, I'm going to have to make a slight change. I have not received any questions. Y'all have, let me check my watch here, just a moment. Y'all have until this Friday to give me some questions to answer. If you don't have any, that's fine, because I have a topic I've already got planned. See, I've got an interview of my own with a fellow autistic Christian who I've known for quite some time on Facebook. This will not be done by Zoom or Skype, because I do not have that luxury. My mom does have a... Sorry about that animal sound up back out there, folks. My mom does have a Zoom app on her Kindle that I get to use for watching Disney Plus on. Long story I don't want to get into. But that is in her name, and I'd rather not do that. So that's why I do email interviews instead. 
But this still counts as an interview, so you'll get to see that. So you'll either get that next week or the week after, depending on how things work out. Um, I'm also planning on a review of Loki once that wraps up. A review of The Bad Batch once that wraps up. We have three more episodes of Loki to go and eight more episodes of... No, wait. uh, No, not eight. Seven episodes, excuse me. Of The Bad Batch to go through. So both of those will get reviewed. Um, I am currently still working on my review, my ranking of the Deep Purple albums. So you'll probably get something, get a little summary of that. I'm planning on some more Saints topics. So I'm going to have to research some of that. Oh, and um, we got it. And I'm also planning on a expose on Next for Autism. Next for Autism is an organization that's kind of along the same line as Autism Speaks, but it hasn't been around as long. So I've got a review of that planned. I mean, I've got a little information on that planned. I've been watching some stuff on YouTube about it from actual autistic people. So, yeah, it's not pleasant what I've been finding out about Next for Autism. So we'll see what else I can come up with. That's it for the preview. Let's wrap it up. And that was the show. So I've been Jason Theron. and this has been the Catholic Spectrum. And if you are someone who wants to follow this show, you can follow it on any podcast app you like, including Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, Stitcher, wherever you, and iPod, and um, iHeartRadio, excuse me, anywhere you want to find podcasts. Please rate and review this podcast. You can find past episodes on your favorite app. And remember, everyone, normal is just a setting on the washing machine. We don't get to be normal. See you around.